welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. This is a weekly show where we watch a romantic comedy that we find on Netflix. And we're watching them in chronological order, like romantic comedies through the ages. <laughs> it's like we hopped in our TARDIS. Yes. And went back and watched all of these wonderful movies. Right, we're getting wonderful insight and context to this misunderstood genre. And we're sick. We are <laughs> sick. Welcome back from the holidays. We are ill. What are we watching today? Today we are watching 1967's Bedazzled. <gasps> which, if you are a 90s child, yes. this is the original mm-hmm. Bedazzled. The Brendan Fraser version was a remake, people. Oh, oh. We are learning these things. Heartbroken. But it is also a time of mourning because this is our last movie in the 60s, according to Netflix. Right. They don't have a lot. I don't know if it's just this genre, but not a lot happening for us in the 60s. They're censoring the 60s. Goodbye, 60s. This is upsetting. Um, so the description on Netflix is, Hoping to win over his secret crush, a shy cook sells his soul in exchange for seven wishes, but the crafty devil continually twists his desires. Sounds exactly like the remake. It, it, it is. Exactly like the remake. Although I don't think he's a cook. No. I think he's something else. I don't, I don't know what he is. This movie stars Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, and Eleanor Braun. The biggest part of this, because I'm kind of excited about this, is the director is Stanley Donan. To Stanley Donan! <laughs> Cheers to you. Um, he actually was the director of On the Town, Kiss Them for Me, and Sherrod. Yeah, he's got quite the romantic comedy resume mm-hmm. he's the man he is for the most part yep on the town and charade were were awesome mm-hmm. kiss them for me was not, so not so much, much. <laughs> on netflix it does not have an mpaa rating mm-hmm. i almost said mpeg <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-rating system probably and it's european i think so yeah what's well, right around the time where the rating system was kind kind of like talked about but not really um they wanted one they needed one they're about to implement one yeah on netflix this is rated two stars yeah so i think this is our lowest stanley donan rating on netflix probably the movie is an hour and 43 minutes we're at right around the the general time yeah of what we should i prefer movies to be an hour and a half i think it's a perfect movie length yeah I can see Take that. note of that three hour long movies I have to sit through for Oscar nomination. <laughs> the Oscar nominations have just come out. We are not happy. Mm. Though, we do have two or three women in the editing category. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them. I've seen both of their movies. Do you have a, a favorite? I'm leaning for that category. I'm leaning more towards Mad Max. Yes. But because I got to meet them, I do also want them to win. I, I, I will be happy if either one of them win. If Star Wars yes. or Mad Max wins, I will be happy. That's what I'm feeling a lot about a lot of categories as a side note, is that I have like <laughs> two favorites where I'm like, I'd be happy if I were these yeah. one. <laughs> I feel like maybe this movie, I, I'm feeling like it's going to be campy because the remake was campy and campy films don't get a lot of love. That is true. Yeah, I can see that. I'm pretty excited, actually. Okay, you're ready to go watch it. Let's go say goodbye to the 60s. Bye.
Bye, sixties. You're in our rear view mirror. You're in our rear window. Oh. We're back. We just watched Bedazzled from Fox. Bedazzled. The European version from the 60s. And it's pretty much just like the remake. It's pretty much just like what you would think yeah. a movie called Bedazzled would be. <laughs> it's like it's like the remake meets Monty Python. Yes. With a little like hint of supernatural. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> the supernatural feels. <laughs> Yes. I was really, like, prepared uh, during the, the beginning with the, the suicide scene. I was so prepared for Dean Winchester to come through and be like, no, don't take it. <laughs> Selling your soul to the devil. Something that happens a lot on Supernatural. Quite a lot. I think it is, like, a, the major seasonal plot point. It's just, like, souls are just, like, <laughs> baseball cards. It's like they're playing poker with someone's soul. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's what this movie was. Yeah. I will have to say, okay, I've got, like, a basic... I, I have a feeling. Okay. Or, or overall feeling so far. Okay. The dates kind of bored me. The, 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 the him with the gal, the wishes, the actual oh, wishes yeah. dates. Those bored me. I was really into the relationship and the discussion of Lucifer and God. Yeah. So, like, the relationship of Stanley and George. And when George would just talk about him as being the devil and what that was like. Yeah. That part was the most interesting. Their dynamic yeah. was absolutely gold. Yeah. These are two uh, comedians who work together all the time. Yeah. Write together. They wrote this they together. They wrote this, yeah. But um, I think it had this really... I liked their dynamic more than I liked mm-hmm. the remake's dynamic between the devil and Brendan Fraser. Although I do like Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. It's just the way that these two played off of one another mm-hmm. was just great. Like, I, I want to know how much of this was riffing and how much of this was Stanley Doden behind the scenes going, try it this way, or, or something like that. I would love to know yeah, that. Like, just keep talking, you guys. Yeah. Here's, here's your <laughs> basic idea. Go for it. Just go. I mean, they wrote it. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, were, they wrote themselves the roles. They knew what they were doing. I don't think anybody else could have really... I don't know a lot of British comedians from that time period, so I can't say that, you know, one yeah. way or another, but, um... Well, I think this was pre-Monty Python, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Monty Python got big... Like, in the 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. So... This probably was right, like, when they were doing the radio show or something yeah. like that. Peter Cook often reminded me of someone who I wish played the doctor. Mm-hmm. You would be the doctor before David Tennant, but he would be, like, the David Tennant type of doctor and just bounds of energy and these weird, like, little costume changes and mm-hmm. and everything. Because that's what it was. He was always in these weird yeah. situations. So pretty much, if you're into Doctor Who, if you're into Supernatural, if you're into Monty <laughs> Python, you may like this movie. <laughs> if you like dark British humor. Yeah. there's lots of... They take this very serious theological discussion mm-hmm. of selling your soul to the devil and what that means and have fun with it mm-hmm. like there's some really good dialogue that you can take theologically yeah from this the romance though 
Mm. But I don't, I think, and I think this is something that they they tried to change with the remake, was making it more about the romance. This one, the romance was the afterthought. Like, I could see this being a bromantic, romantic comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Because it really was about them. It was a friendship. Yeah. It was a friendship comedy. Yeah. It's a buddy romp. It was like if your your best friend was the devil. Yes! <laughs> like how you would deal with that. Exactly. So the romance is between the dudes. But I pretty much to me it's just broad comedy. Yeah. It's high it's high definitely one of the highest on the comedy meters I feel like we've had. I, yeah, I feel like we've laughed. We laughed quite a bit at yeah. this. And not because of ridiculousness. No. Like it was ridiculous, but it was that that funny haha ridiculous like yeah comedy wise and the yeah just the dark humor the british humor yeah which funny. i think we always really like yeah and that's what we crave in our souls <laughs> at least for me because like i've watched some british comedies with my family and it's just been like why do you find this funny yeah like well and even when i got stares when i went to see the dark knight and i was laughing at some of the things that heath ledger was doing because they were genuinely funny they were dark and really terrifying Mm -hmm. but there's like a tight there's this really weird edge between comedy and terror yeah oh yeah so i really liked that they played on that and a lot of people were like i had to move seats when i went to see the dark knight because the lady next to me was frightened you really can't have comedy without tragedy. Yeah. Really. Really. Real talk. All right. Do you want to break down the plot? Sure. All right. We are going to spoil the plot for everybody who has not seen the movie. Spoilers! Spoilers abound. Here they come. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. How okay. do we begin? With the spinning opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was getting nauseous. No, they were super fun, super 60s. I love them. The, it was just a camera spinning around with wild colors and flowers and dancing 60s music. and Yeah. I was down. It I was, was a typical 60s opening. Yeah. It was Very. like charade almost. Yes. I don't know. I really liked charade. Like playing off of the, the Hitchcock kind they're of They're both different, but they're both like, I put this in the category of 60s. like uh, Intros, yes. Yeah. Yes. If you wanted to... Do a 60s throwback for your intro, for your independent project. Oh, here you go. Watch these movies. We're giving all you young filmmakers some ideas. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay, so we open at a church, appropriately enough. Of course. And we meet our guy, Stanley, praying. And he's praying to God, of course. (laughs) Because that's who most of the population put I'm just clarifying... No, that's good. There are lots of gods out there. <laughs> he was praying to the all-encompassing god. Okay, so he's praying to God, but he gets spied on and heard by the devil. And how do we know he's the devil? Because he's got a cape. <laughs> well, no, we don't see his cape yet. We see his really awesome, like, half-moon sunglasses. Right. Pretty much, um, Stanley right now is praying to get the courage to talk to a girl. And then we see this guy peer through the, the stained glass window, and, and he's got these crazy half-moon sunglasses. And of course, knowing the- we know it's the devil, because we yeah. know what's happening. Yes, yes, yes. And we're like, oh, there's our devil. Okay, so then we cut to Stanley at work. He's a cook, and the woman that he's in love with is a waitress. He's loved her from afar. 
Wait, we need to talk about the restaurant's name. We have to Wimpy's? clarify. It's it's Wimpy's. He works at Wimpy's, which is like <laughs> a burger place in London or England, wherever you want to go. Wimpy's is like an American burger joint. Is it? Well, that's what it was like alluding to. It seemed very American to me. I don't know. People in England, if you are listening, I really would like to know. How you like your burger. How you like your burger and if if you know of Wimpy's and what it is. Cool. Okay. So the editing in this film was very choppy. It would really like chop to the next scene. There were times where I felt like it was maybe the transfer because it was like almost like frames of black were inserted. Mm. So it was really quick. It was like three, two or three frames that were just there. And so it kind of like threw everything off and you noticed it for sure especially um the transition into his apartment when he's going to commit suicide right yeah that's the first transition we he he's looking like what at a book of knots for a noose yeah you see that first (laughs) and then we see him tying the rope around himself which is it's british humor he's doing it incorrectly he's doing it very methodically you know intellectually kind of (laughs) Sure, we'll go with that. I mean, mean, he's reading, like, a book about it. (laughs) He's going about committing suicide in a very intellectual way. Yes, I would give that to him. But, I mean... It's funny. No, I know. He ties the knot. He does one loop. Yeah, (laughs) even though he's reading a book, he can't read it properly. Because he just, like... (laughs) It's like, here's my single knotted bow tie noose. Yeah. (laughs) So when he jumps, he breaks the pipe... Would you put and tied it on a pipe that was, it was like the really size of his pi- finger? If it didn't break the pipe, the the knot would have come undone. That would yeah. have not had held his body weight. But first, it was such a short jump down, and the pipe was such crap that it broke the pipe, the, <laughs> the water pi- pipe. Okay, the pipe was literally the circumfer- circumference of like a male, like middle finger. <laughs> like, cause yes. that's your thickest finger. So it was that size. Like, an average male middle finger. So after his unsuccessful suicide, the devil comes to help him out. And the devil, this is where we notice his full outfit, and he looks like Dracula. (laughs) I said he looked like the masked tuxedo from Sailor Moon. (laughs) Yes. But if you don't know what that looks like... Like Dracula. (laughs) Like Dracula. But more like what Like gay Dracula. (laughs) Yeah. More like what Ashley said, but I don't know. Search on Tumblr. There'll be, there will have to be. If there are not, I will go through and create things for this. Um, But he says my favorite line of the entire movie. He walks into the house Mm -hmm. and then says, I'm sorry, sir, I couldn't help noticing your your unsuccessful suicide attempt. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he wasn't even... He wasn't even in the, in the house at this point. He mm-hmm. just walks in and yeah. says that. Deadpan. It was beautiful. Yeah. This is a good scene. Well, the devil uh, starts talking to Stanley about this one million pounds, just kind of like to get him interested. Like, oh, your family had an um, inheritance of one million pounds and this is how it is, but then your great-grandfather squandered it. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. Your life could have been set, Stanley. Yeah, you could have had a good life, but now your life is utterly hopeless and dumb, and you suck. Yeah, it's like totally helpful to a suicidal man. Yeah. Which he took it for a suicidal man. He took it like a champ. He's British. That's true. <laughs> he took it like a British man. He'd be like, all right, 
cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised he didn't offer him a cup of tea. Ooh, Brits get on that. Okay, so then the devil actually introduces himself as the devil. Be like, hey, I'm the devil. I'm this guy. I'm Lucifer, you know, all the I'm names. the prince of darkness. Exactly. The horned one. He doesn't believe him. And I really like in the remake where he, uh, Brenda Fraser wants a margarita, so she gets him one. Like, they, he thinks he's in Mexico, but they're actually in the Mexican restaurant down the street. Yeah. I love that joke. This joke was not as good. He he wants to get him an ice lolly, which is a popsicle. Yeah. Well, us. it's almost like they can, they, because in the remake, he ha- she has to prove herself, mm-hmm. like, more than once. In yeah. this, like, they, 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 he does have to prove himself again after the ice lolly. But I think in the remake she like does this CGI kind of transformation. That's later on when he when she takes him to hell. Oh right. No, she takes him to McDonald's. To McDonald's. She takes him to McDonald's um, because he asks for a burger and fries from McDonald's, a Big Mac and fries from McDonald's, and that's where she goes and she buys him. Or he himself buys himself a through her a big yeah. mac and fries so in this movie he wants an ice lolly so he's like done and then they walk out to the trolley and they take it down the street and then he goes to the to the ice cream store and he's like one ice lolly please <laughs> and gives it to them and says oh i need the six pence <laughs> yes and of course the whole i could have done that myself you're not the devil <laughs> well i think from a it's funny we know it's awesome and it's funny but that is like the simplest representation of the devil mm-hmm. that you can do anything that he says that his silver tongue snake likeness says on your own mm-hmm. there's always you it just is going to be harder so he does i don't know that's always what, what i thought about the devil i guess ashley has studied religions I went to... She's our resident theologist. <laughs> not really. I don't have a degree in anything. Please don't, please don't up my ante. <laughs> um, no, I went to, I was a Catholic girl. I was a Catholic school girl. Ow. <laughs> Grew up, went to Catholic school from kindergarten through sixth grade, went to middle school in public school system, which wasn't a Catholic school, then switched back in high school because I was not up with the public school life. But yes, I did study study religion Mm -hmm. in many different shapes and sizes, except for atheism because they're not they're not up with that in my Catholic high school. (laughs) But yes, I know a lot about religion, even though my teacher, my theology teacher, was a nun and made us color. (laughs) Okay, Stanley needs more proof that he's a devil, so he actually like does a teleportation. He does a snap. That's it. And um, pops him over to a bad side of town, which is in front of uh, the Devil's Club. We learn that the Devil's name is George Spigot. Spigot. That's a fun name to say. Mm-hmm. So he's in front of George's club. Anger is the bouncer at the club. Who had a shirt that said, make war, not love. It was beautiful. Because we're in the 60s, and yep. that's hilarious to me. So, um, George presents Stanley with the proposition, I want your soul, I'll give you... Seven wishes. We got a deal, right? Yeah. Um, Actually, he was very, like, unsalesman-like E at this point, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. Because he was like, okay, you can read the contract, read it at your own pace, 
you know... He doesn't trick him or anything. He's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I Well, he's kind of already told him that he's a loser. And Stanley does really, really, really want to get Margaret. Yes. <laughs> to disturbingly rapey degrees. Yeah. But I wasn't, like... I wasn't offended. No. I feel like I should have been offended. <laughs> in a way. He's just... Because it's magic. Yeah, I guess that's that's why. This is why we should all believe in magic. Mm-hmm. Even Drew. Yes. <laughs> Margaret. This is when we cut to the scene yeah. with her and the cops, which never is like, this is related, it goes back and forth between this like three times, mm-hmm. but then it's never resolved. I felt very like, this is the only part where I was just like, oh, I wish we would kind of well, because the movie isn't really about Margaret. <laughs> I know. I was just like, I don't need to see this. Yeah. But Margaret is with the police at Stanley's apartment because apparently, I, I wager that because the pipe was leaking, somebody went into Stanley's apartment, found the noose, and found the note, and called the cops. Her name was on the note, his suicide note, being like, sorry, I like I, you. I never could talk to you or, or something. Yeah, so she's over there with the police, and they're asking all about him, because nobody else knows anything about this guy. Because he's a recluse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we cut to that, and we cut back. To George's club. To George's club. Where he's doing terrible things. Yeah. He scratches records. He tears out- this was the one that I gasped at. He tears out the last page of an Agatha Christie mystery novel. Yep. Like, that is horrible. <laughs> he's the devil. I know, but that is horrible horrible these poor people (laughs) stanley agrees to sign the contract and sloth has to witness it notarize because he's a lawyer yeah which says so many things so he tells him okay now you have seven wishes and to cancel any of your wish at any time you just have to make a raspberry sound Sound. you have to go (laughs) thanks for the demonstration you're welcome it was needed I wrote down fart mouth because I couldn't think of the word <laughs> raspberry. raspberry. I just wrote down fart mouth. <laughs> you were really tired when we first started this movie, weren't you? No, I just couldn't think of the word raspberry. Jesus. Fart mouth. Fart mouth. Okay. That's my new, that's my new phrase. For that's raspberry. my new band. Fart Ooh, mouth. that's a good band name. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, if you were... Um, what would you be a it would be a parody band of something a smash mouth Ooh, that's yeah <laughs> you nice. have to make up a parody song of all-star i'm on it okay get jimmy get jimmy on the phone i will <laughs> so stanley makes his first wish his first wish is to be an intellectual yes he wants to be someone who can articulate and talk and be smart and have high class things and impress with his words. Yes. So we go to our first date sequence, um, which is what I like to call them. Is that okay? Yeah, that makes sense. If you haven't seen the original, which why haven't you? <laughs> you're, you're like, your life is sad. Right. Pretty much and like. you don't even know it. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's got Brandon Fraser in it. Yeah. What have you been waiting for? Yeah. And Elizabeth Hurley in yeah. some very nice dresses. Yeah. Seriously. You see a lot of boob. Go, go, stop listening to us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, come back. Come um, back, we need you. Pretty much they make a wish and then they snap his fingers. Well, he snaps fingers and Julie Andrews. Andrews. Yes. 
Which I'm like, yeah. <laughs> of course that makes sense. Julie Andrews. <laughs> because she was Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> snappy fingers, say Julie Andrews, and then the wish happens. So then we see what the alternate universe is. Yeah, it's like he throws him in this little pocket universe mm-hmm. of what it would be like if he were an intellectual. Yes. Okay. So he's on a date with Margaret. They're at the zoo. They're talking intellectual things about animals. And then he goes back to his apartment, which is now loaded with books. It's huge. It's got records and everything and art. And they listen to classical music and they talk about touching. Yeah, they have these weird, like, philosophical conversations about music and art yeah. and, and touching things. Yeah, this is the first part of the movie. I'm like, I'm out of it now. <laughs> well, it got, like, creepy. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, I guess not really creepy, but... Well, he goes to kiss her, and she just starts yelling, yelling rape. rape. She's like, rape, 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 rape. Or she like, knew our song. <laughs> yeah, she's got her song on speed dial. <laughs> yes, with a loudspeaker. So he, he raspberries on out of that wish. And disappears. Yep. Um, so now, well, he pops into being on a roof with the devil. And the devil's doing some mischief. The devil's always doing some mischief. That's what he does. Well, of course. He's now whispering. He's talking to pigeons and pigeonies to, to poop on. <laughs> pigeonies. <laughs> to poop on people. <laughs> Stanley is like, well, I wonder what Margaret's doing right now. So the devil, the devil has a telescope where he's just able to view what Margaret's doing. Yeah, and you have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> sixpence. So he sees Margaret's on like a little paddle boat with the detective, and they're looking. They're they're skimming the pond or wherever for Stanley's dead body. I guess they find a boot, and then they find a steering wheel, and they because there's a scuba diver. There's like two scuba divers that are just like trawling along next to the boat, mm-hmm. and yeah, one comes up with a boot, another comes up with a steering wheel. One had a tire, and like they're having this really like deep, um, serious conversation about this guy being dead. Yeah. But it's this amusing, like... He's killed himself. They just can't find his body. Yeah. Yeah, they know it. They know for sure. Yeah. But pretty much also, the police officer is definitely hitting on Margaret. Oh, yeah. He's like, asking... inappropriately. Well, yeah, especially later. Yes. That was weird. Yes. The second wish was the rich wish. He wished to be a multimillionaire and be married to Margaret. And we are madly in love, and she'd be very physical. Very physical. Wants her to be very, very physical. I don't know why I'm doing accents today. <laughs> you just realized it, see? No, I just, they, they do just happen. I'm sorry. It's okay. I understand. When the, the, the urge arises, you just have to go with it. Yes. You have to let it flow through you. It's true. As it's, if you were from Russia. It's true. Very physical. Yes. This but it turns out she's very physical with her harp teacher. <laughs> with the other men's. Yes. She does not like her husband. Of course, the devil always finds a loophole. Yep. That's what he does. It's his, he's mischief. Yep, that's what he is, yeah. Oh, you wanted to be very physical, but you didn't specify to be very physical with, with him. You. Yep, with him, with you. <laughs> I also like, because this was when we started to have the 
like actual other people in the scenes and the devil always is or plays a role or a character yeah. within that yeah. sequence. They do that in the remake too. Oh yeah, they do. Not as much as this where it's not really a character that he would interact with so much. Yeah. But Elizabeth Hurley would just show up in each little pocket universe. Yeah. But yeah, she wants to do the the sex. Very much teacher. So. Oh, yeah. yes. Like, they're rubbing shaving cream on one another at one point. Yeah. He's touching her all over, all the time. And Stanley's trying to win her with gifts. Like, he, gives her, he, he comes home, he gives her a bracelet, and then gives her a fur coat. And I love the part. He just comes over, he's like, I got this for you, darling. And he flips it around, it's the Mona Lisa. <laughs> he's like, oh, is that the original? Oh, it's nice. Oh, all right. Okay, we're going to go get out of our wet clothes. Come on, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how it happened. Like, and he runs from afar. It's one of those long, wide shots. Yeah, and he runs running. runs with this portrait. <laughs> I thought it was going to be of her, and then it was yeah. the Mona Lisa, and it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he raspberries out of that after he catches the devil in the bath. With the boobs. With boobs. Were those real boobs? I don't know. I didn't notice them at first. Like, I was actually, like, into the scene and paying attention to the characters. So I I'm... shoulded out boobs. Yeah, and then you're like, boobs! I and wasn't like... sure if they were real or not. They kind of looked... They looked like balloons. Yeah, they looked like plastic molds. Like, I don't know. Like a dummy. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I'm not sure if they were real boobs or not. If anybody worked on this movie, please let <laughs> us know if they were real boobs. I don't know. They were in a mirror. Yeah. So, sorry, they were so distracting because I'm like, are those real? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> I was into the scene. Sorry. I. I <laughs> yeah. In the tub with the devil. In so the tub. He raspberries out. I like that saying. Raspberries out. Raspberry out. Ah! And then they're like in the middle of. Or they. They're on a tree. They're on a tree. In the middle of a field. So yeah, he's collecting wasps in a little jar from a wasp's nest. And he throws them on some hippies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the the very, the, the stereotypical flower children hippie music circle. Yeah, they're, they're having a little chill circle. Yeah, with their marijuana, possibly. Mm-hmm, so he throws some bees on them. Or wasps. And he call, but Stanley calls him the flower people. Those flower people weren't doing yeah. anything to hurt you. Those nice flower people. So after they throw the the wasps on the hippies, <laughs> because we can't get enough of that. Yeah. They go, um, and he dresses like a meter maid. Mm-hmm. Oh right. And they he flips um the meters to expired and gives people tickets. Yeah. And then he decides to um because Stanley is curious about how how he became the devil and how he um Well just like what's his problem? Yeah. So he explains by sitting on top of I don't it was like a it's a it's power a, silo thing. No no no, it's a it's a um where you put your mail. What do you call it? A mailbox. A mailbox? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a giant red mailbox. They're British. Okay. Go British, people. That's an awesome way to, to have your mail sent. Um, but he sits on top of that, and he's like, okay, I am God, and I am sitting on my throne, and now you must praise me. Mm-hmm. Praise Dance me. around. Tell me how lovely I am. 
And so um, Stanley does mm-hmm. does some he has some really kick ass dance moves. Yeah, pulls out some uh, some heel clicking from yep. singing in the rain, and uh, eventually comes to the realization of how boring that gets. Right. He says, can't we just switch places? And that's where the devil's like, that's what I said. Yeah. This, yeah, I really liked this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all the stuff where we learn about, like, from the devil's perspective, like, how things are, were really interesting. Yes. I can see why people were concerned about this being blasphemous. Yeah. In Britain. But... But now we have Supernatural. So. <laughs> now we have Supernatural. But, I mean, even with Supernatural, it doesn't go as far as to suggest that praising God is boring or, or anything like that. I think it's interesting from the standpoint of worshipers. I don't want to, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't want to offend people. But how it can, it can feel super one-sided. Yeah. At times. Yeah, and that's where, like, in a little bit in, like, the next scene when they're at the devil's house, where... Stanley brings that up. He's like, why doesn't God, like, show up like you do and, like, push people along into doing good things like you push people along to doing bad things? He mm-hmm. says, well, that's where God brings in his whole freedom of choice thing. He thinks it'd be against that. Yeah, and the devil, but the devil never really takes away your freedom of choice. That's the interesting thing that I've always, well, not always, that I'm bringing up now mm-hmm. in my mind, um, that you still have to choose to do the devil's work. You still have the choice on whichever side you choose. It's just being a good person or being a bad person. Like, morality. Yeah. I think that God is more of morality rather than an all-inclusive being. I think that that's probably what they were trying to go for. Right. Was the morality of situations rather than the the choices of the situation. Yeah. Because you could choose to do bad things but also still have... A good moral compass because you could be doing bad things for the right reasons yeah no yeah i like this part in the film where i don't know at this point um stanley is starting to be really good friends with george like calls yeah. him george and he's he like, starts calling him george they're, they're, and... they're really bros at this point and he's just like yeah you are not so bad <laughs> yeah now we have to talk about lust mm-hmm lust comes into the bedroom yeah raquel welsh Getting naked. Naked. Takes off her clothes. Is She's lust. She puts her his face in her boobs. Yep. That was fun. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much that scene. Yep. Like, then the devil comes in and is like, Lillian, you need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Get your clothes on. Yeah. You have a board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that is time for third wish. Yes. Which has to do with lust. Yeah. He wants... Uh, Stanley wants Margaret to, like, love him and worship and adore him. Every bit of him. Yeah. So, George is like, oh, you know who gets loved and adored? Pop stars. You're gonna be a pop star. Yeah. You're gonna be the next Elvis. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this next segment is in black and white. It's, like, in a studio with the go-go dancers and Stanley's singing a song about, love me! (laughs) Yeah, he's yeah, not singing. He's yelling, <laughs> screeching for her to love him. And all the girls are screaming along and she's there screaming Screaming along. You know, it's like the very the fangirl. Thing. It's is very Elvis/Beatles. Oh, yeah. Picture that. That's what they were going for. 
Yeah, it was, it was definitely an homage to that. Yeah, it was very 1964. But then the devil, again, comes and plays a character in this pocket universe. I love your phrasing. <laughs> um, and he is the next singer, and his song is very emo. Like <laughs> I loved his song, yeah, though. <laughs> his song was much better. His song was about how um, I don't love you. Yeah. And it was like, it reminded me of... Um, What's, uh, the one song about all I wanted was a Pepsi. But, yeah, it's like that, that talk, that sing-talking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was very mod. Yeah. So, pretty much, he, the, the devil, then gets all the girls to come over to him because that's how pop star life is like. Yeah, you're always, you're either one-hit wonder or you're always looking to be the next big thing. Yep. And the next guy is going to steal all the girls and all the fame. So he raspberries on out of there. Quickly. Yeah. He he gets out of there and he's just like, I just want to know what Margaret's doing right now. I wish I could be a fly in the wall. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, Julie Andrews. <laughs> I love the Julie Andrews bit. Yes. I'll never get over that. It's brilliant. It's so silly brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so they become flies on the wall. And they're cartoons. I love it. They're cartoon flies, and how you know the difference between the two is the devil has red socks on his hands. He always is wearing red socks, even as a fly. But it's like, he has like little, like, um, the socks for the fly look like little Santa Claus hats on his little, little fly hands. And he's like twirling them around like, like, like a fish in the hat. They're actually in a morgue, because Margaret's still with the police officer. They're looking through the bodies, they're looking for Stanley, and they don't find him. And this is where, like, the police guy is, like, really inappropriately hitting on her. Well, he also talks about how how rape is sometimes the, the female's fault. Right, yeah. Like, they, the way that they wear their clothes are, you know, sometimes asking for it a little bit. And I'm like, whoa! Yep. This is a social commentary that still represents today. Yep. So, to prevent the guy from smooching on Margaret, Stanley's like, let's go! And then they fly. No, Stanley flies. The devil's just like, yeah, I'll be right there with you in a bit. No, I gotta gotta do this thing first. (laughs) Yeah. But then the camera becomes the fly, and it's just, like, zooming around the actors, like, (laughs) They had a lot of fun making this. No, I thought, like, that was a very creative use of the camera. I, that's, I think that Stanley Doan, or, yeah, Stanley Doan and the director always brings, like, something fun. Because, mm-hmm. like, with On the Town, it was, you know, these big, huge dance numbers, but it was also the sets. Like, the sets you could always interact with and you could play with and mm-hmm. have that with it. And then with um, Charade, uh, Charade, it was this very unique way of being having a comedy mm-hmm. of, of telling this very interesting story in a different way as an homage but not an homage kind of thing of mystery of mystery and intrigue yeah good old stanley yeah i i really really liked that that like i i really like that he brings that to the table right so the, the, the two humans in the scene leave, but then, like, the police guy uses, um, some raid or whatever. Is, yeah, is uh, bug, bug spray. Bomb. Yeah, bug spray. There we go. That's the word. Yeah! It's weird not thinking of, like, what it's actually, 
like the brand name. <laughs> so he raspberries out of that. Well, he tries to tries. raspberry out of it. He says he can't do it with these fly lips. Yeah. <laughs> It's all animated. <laughs> yeah, he is trying to raspberry out of it, and eventually he gets it to work, but it feels like he was farting at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was the accurate representation of fart mouth. This is fart mouth right here. <laughs> okay, so George is feeling a little sad for Stanley right now. Sad in quotes. Yeah. In He's like, oh, I'm sorry about all this badness that's been happening to you, man. Let me, like, try and really break it down for you. How about the simple life? How about, how does that sound? <laughs> Where you have a couple of kids, mm-hmm. and they're sitting around playing. You're married. Married. Mm-hmm. Margaret's at home, and she's just super excited for you to come home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I really like that life. Can I have that? Yeah. So, wish number five. Yep. Number five. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. (laughs) The loophole with this one is that... She's married to the devil. She's married to the devil and is cheating on him with... She she is in love with Stanley, but she's married to somebody else. Yes. So they're having an affair on the devil's birthday. Yeah. Oh, no. no, On their their anniversary. Wedding anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. Stanley and Margaret go off together on a drive. Yeah. And then they're trying to, like, make out, but they keep hysterically crying, so they can't get it on. At all. Like, they're even, they're undressing each other and talking about how the devil is such a nice guy. And yeah. how he is a saint and he's perfect and, and all this, this stuff. And, yeah, they are undressing each other while this is going on. Yeah, but then Margaret's like, I can't do this. So she leaves him on the side of the road and then leaves, and so he raspberries out of that one too he's doing a lot of raspberrying yeah well he raspberries out and he ends up oh scuba diving yes where he's screwing a a hole in a oil tanker oh oil tanker (laughs) then they go back he feels really bad he or the devil feels really bad he, um... This is where he tells him that he just is going to get a hundred billion souls to win, like, this bet against God. Or, like, yeah. he's the first one to get a hundred billion souls. He's only, like, six away right now. He's almost there. And then this is where he tells him he's like, I'm going to be in heaven soon. It's going to be awesome. I'm just going to do something nice for you. Yeah. Yeah, he's still feeling down. So he says, let's go have some fun. So they goes to a carnival with avarice, which is greed, yeah. and gluttony. Who's eating. Yeah. And so, I don't know, there's this little carnival montage and Stanley's not having any fun with it. Yeah, like, everyone is over the top. Well, not everyone, because Gluttony is not able to talk. Um, But they're laughing hysterically throughout the scene, but it's just showing clips of him just looking miserable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like if you're bringing Martin Freeman to a carnival and he's just, like, cranky pants. Everyone but Stanley is having fun at the carnival, so he decides to um, kind of bow out again. Mm-hmm. And the devil then says this whole thing, maybe you should go back to my bed and sleep it off and, and see what you think in the morning. Yeah. So they go back to his house. And in the bed is Envy. Who was like in this smoking jacket. Yeah. Green smoking jacket with a fleur-de-lis E. Mm-hmm on it and um was jealous 
or envious of the devil's room because his room wasn't good enough. Yeah. As you can imagine. So there's a whole conversation with Envy in which he calls God old creepy drawers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they keep establishing that God is uh, like omniscient and it is everywhere and it's just creeping around all the time. Yeah. But he's like, make yourself known. You don't have to be creeping around my drawers. Yeah. <laughs> old creepy drawers. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he basically gets Stanley to understand that he has to be super specific. Yeah. About his really wishes. Really specific. Yeah. Like, down to the letter. Mm-hmm. Specific. So, Stanley gets very impassioned and goes on down to the club basement mm-hmm. where he's going to give his last, or not his last wish, but his sixth His sixth wish. His sixth wish. Sixth, sixth with wish. His sixth wish. And I don't know, he's just really, he, yeah, he lists off these really, he lists off a lot of things. They're really s- simple. It's just like a quiet, calm lifestyle. I get to meet Margaret for the first time. We get to fall in love. Uh, we're both white. <laughs> yeah, that was very odd and specific. Yeah, it's just like really, really. To a certain degree, to the letter of what he wanted. So, when he gets his wish, he is a nun. Nun. A female nun. A female nun. But it is actually the actor still dressed up right. as a nun. Right. Like, we see him, it's, it's a guy, him, in yeah. the nun costume. The nunnery close. Yeah. Costume. It's called a habit. Right. I remember Sister Act. There's some really funny nun stuff. There's lots of funny nun stuff. Well, first, like, as soon as, like, Stanley sees that he's a nun, he tries to raspberry, but nothing happens. So, like, every step of the way, he sees something, he raspberries. Everything. And, like, he's trying to hide it because the the nuns have taken a vow of silence. Right. He can't talk. So, yeah, he's constantly trying to get out of this, this wish. Right. So, when they take him to his room, he has to, his bed is, like, a cement block and his pillow is a little cement block. Yeah. He gets shown the grounds, and the nuns are washing the grass and the trees and the bushes <laughs> with soap and water. But they're washing the grass with mops. Yep. With legitimate mops. Because mm-hmm. that's gonna, that's helpful. He they are being stewards of nature. Is in the, what do you call it? I don't know. In the church. With the devil nun. <laughs> yeah. Who, wait, we didn't talk about when he went to his bedroom and there was a poster. Oh, <laughs> that was beautiful. So there's this picture of the devil nun. Yeah. Which is just awesome to say. And it's uh, just like peering down at the bed. Yeah, it's like the Uncle Sam posters. Yep. And it, the the caption underneath is big sister all, or is yeah. always watching. That's what it was. Instead of big brother, it was yeah. big sister. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was so funny. So much nun humor. So the devil nun is teaching Stanley, Stanley nun, <laughs> all about how this religion came to be. Yeah, because this isn't like a recognized faith. Well, it's a recognized faith. It's still under Christianity or some form of Christianity, but it's a recognized patron. Um, Sect? Yes. There we go. So they worship this woman's shoes because she leaped she leapt way up into heaven yeah she leapt into heaven leaving her boots behind yep so they worship her boots and they are the jumping nuns yep the leaping the leaping nuns uh this is where he meets margaret 
and they talk to each other telepathically. Yes. Yes. Which was beautiful. Yeah. This is a I great concept. It. it was a great concept. They instantly fell in love with each other. She's like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm instantly attracted to you. I love you. And he's like, oh, I love you too. Yeah. I've never I love felt you, this Margaret. Before. How did you know my name? It doesn't matter. I love you. <laughs> so they are in love. They are in love. But they are female. Right. But both they're both them. female. And she says, I cannot sin like that yeah. or something. Relatively um, progressive for a 60s movie. Mm-hmm. Then they go outside. Yes. They have to prove their faith to be initiated. Yeah. He has to go through this initiation ceremony, which is just... Okay, so there are three trampolines next to one another with diving board platforms Mm -hmm. that they must jump off of the diving board platform onto the trampoline and prove their faith by jumping. So they have all of the nuns in the congregation out chilling on the, the grass, and the devil nun and Margaret nun and Stanley nun are all on their diving boards, and... Stanley is is afraid of heights, <laughs> so he doesn't want to jump. So they start this song. The song starts, and the, the devil nun and Margaret both jump off of their diving boards and onto their trampolines and start doing freaking backflips. Yep. And then the, uh, the rest of the congregation is all on the ground doing jumping jacks. They're just jumping. Oh, I thought they were doing jumping jacks. Oh, no, they're just like... they. Were, but they were like, like they were doing like arm things and I don't they're know. They're trying to leap up to heaven. Yeah, they're trying to go. They, they're trying really hard. Yep, and Stanley's not having a good time of it at No, he all. like falls off of his little pedestal and pretends to jump. He can't jump. No. So then after that, he goes back to his little... His room. His room and Margaret goes in there and the first time they're talking to each other... And that's where she says, like, oh, I can't. I, can't I will do this. always love you and, and all of this beautiful, right. heartfelt like, stuff. Well, she's also like, well, I don't know if God really exists. And he's like, well, I do because I've met the devil. And he explains, like, yeah, I've made these wishes and I'm trying to get out of this one, but I can't, you know? Yeah. Something's wrong. And she's, like, thoroughly confused. Yeah. As one would be. So Stanley actually runs out of the nunnery. Runs to George's club, where he learns that the ice lolly wish counted as the first wish, and this was his final wish. Oh, the devil. The devil tricks you, man. He's such a trickster. So, yeah, he realized he's stuck as a woman. Stuck as a woman. And the devil has completed his 100 billion soul thing. Race. Race. He is one. So he's he's like, I'm gonna have a party, and then I'm gonna go to heaven. (gasps) Gonna go chill out with God. Yeah. Party it up. Gonna gloat in his face. So, yeah, they have this party in mm-hmm. the club. Yep. All of the, the sins are there. Yep. They're all partying it up. And the devil is playing the saxophone. As you do. As most devils do. Then quietly sneaks off. Yep. And starts getting uh, putting on white robes and a purple hat which is magical that's what angels wear and um Stanley sees him and goes off with him goes off after him yeah and just like you're leaving now and Stanley's like man I really 
I really just, he does this really nice heartfelt speech about how he really just wants to be himself again. Like, if he didn't do any of that wishes stuff, he'd just be gladly, just be plain old boring Stanley. Yeah. Just wants to be himself. He learned so much. Mm-hmm. Lesson time. Yeah. So, he actually, George is like, you know what? I actually went over the hundred billion souls since we're such good friends. I'm going to give you your soul back. Plus, it'll be an extra good deed for me when I go up there and say hi to God. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, and I feel so good about it. It's going to be awesome. Right. So he gives him his contract back. He says, just make sure the party's going well, and then when you go home, just, you know, get rid of the contract, and you'll be fine. It'll be all back to normal. Yes, everything will be good. So then George goes in his magic elevator to heaven. I really like the phrases I get to say in this podcast. It was. It was his magic elevator, his pearly gate elevator. Yep. Which was literally a pearly gate. And he goes to, like, this conservatory. Yeah, it was an arboretum or something. There's lots of trees and palm trees. And St. Peter was there. Tur- uh, trimming the hedges. Yep. As St. Peter does. He goes in there and talks to God, and God is just this big, booming male voice. And he's like, okay, listen, I did all these things, and it's awesome, and then I even gave this uh, soul back, and it felt great, and it's uh, great. And then God tells him, well, God leaves, and he's just like, nah, bro. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, totally God-like. Well, first he makes him, like, get on his stomach. Yeah. And he has to eat the dust. Yeah. I like how, like, when he shows up, um... George is like, oh, I better dirty myself up. He'll like that. Yeah, hey, let me let me put the, the rubbish on myself. Yeah. So, yeah, and so basically St. Peter comes back and is just like, dude, it's time to go. It's time to leave. Mm-hmm. You failed your entrance exam. Yeah. You were, um, if you didn't, if you had given the soul. For good reason. For good reason instead of selfish. selfish yep. You would be fine. But nope. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I'll take it back and I'll give it to him for good reasons. I'll yeah. be right back. Yeah, let me let me fix this. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes back. Yep. But he goes back in his magic elevator. He starts yelling out to Stanley. But Stanley has the contract and he's like, what, what, what? He hears him. He shuts the door. He starts burning the contract. And the devil is too late. Poor devil. Yeah. He gets back there and Stanley is poofed. He's gone. Back to his life. He... Goes right back to normal in Wimpy's. Yep. Cooking his burgers. And he asks out Margaret, but Margaret's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy tonight, I'll be another night. Yeah. And the devil pops in, like, through, like, a secret door. He's, He's like, yeah, just chilling there. (laughs) He's like, I can fix that for you. She can go out you now. Come on, just give me your soul back. Stanley's like, like, nah, bro. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. The devil walks out of the shop. Oh, yeah, and he makes a proclamation yeah. to make the world much worse. Yeah, it, because he screwed up again. Yeah, and then and then God laughs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about God laughing. God laughs all over the credits. Yeah, like, thoroughly laughing. Like, he is totally chill with tricking the devil. Yeah, which we feel bad for the devil. You do a little. But he's not a good guy. He's really not. He was a trickster. He was doing mean things through the whole time. He threw those wasps on those hippies. <laughs> and he broke that old lady's bag. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it was it was fun. It wasn't as campy as I thought it was going to be. No, it was more British. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, Britain. Mm-hmm. I got this fun little trivia tidbit I think I like. Okay. An article about Peter Cook that appeared in The New Yorker stated that the filmmakers didn't have a title for Bedazzled when it was being made. Cook suggested calling the film Raquel Welch. The producers didn't understand why Cook would want to name the movie after an actress that only appears for a few minutes in it. Cook explained that movie marquees put the lead actor's names over the movie title. Thus, the letters on the marquee would say, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore in Raquel Welch. <laughs> the producers ended up going for the more ordinary title. <laughs> They're funny guys. No, very funny guys. Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot of trivia on this um, that we can find on the internet, but if you have any facts or tidbits mm-hmm. that you personally know of, please let us know. We always enjoy that. Yeah. What would you rate this film, Justine? I'm going to rate this three devil contracts. I'm going with four red jumpsuits. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I liked it. You liked it a lot? I did. I thought it was it was it was very amusing. It had mm-hmm. these very interesting like back and forth moments between the devil and his supposed victim and and all that that fun stuff. And I think it was just lighthearted and fun. Mhm. With yeah. the interesting nice theological question askingness to it. Right on. Right on. Right on. Right on. Okay, next week. Next week. Ah! I'm excited. Next week we're watching 1978 Greece. We're skipping like 10 years, people. I know, and it's our only movie in the 70s. Yeah. Netflix and has taken a lot down recently. Yeah. Thanks, Netflix. Jeez. We still love you. But you know what? Ashley and I have seen Greece before, of course. Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't seen Greece? Well, actually, we found someone who hasn't seen Greece. <laughs> it's very difficult, but we have found someone who has never seen Greece. And so you'll have to tune in and, and yeah, and listen to someone here watching for the first time. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. And he is not four years old. No, this is a grown human adult. <laughs> Who has not seen Grease? All right. You can uh, listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com and leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Yes. Find us anywhere. You can... We're everywhere. Come on, find us. All right. And we are also on Facebook and Twitter at Cutaways Podcast. Find us. Like us. Love us. Don't desert us. (laughs) We'll be there. Yeah. We'll be watching. (laughs) Always. Always watching. We're having a dance party. (laughs) Hi. All right. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.